Today's podcast is brought to you by Borders. In May, thousands of Harry Potter fans descended upon New Orleans for the Phoenix Rising Conference. Borders and your friendly podcast hosts were there to take in the sights and share a lively discussion of the series that bewitched the world. Listen in and watch the action yourself. Check out the Phoenix Rising Borders Book Club discussion at bordersmedia.com slash Potter. Or click the Borders banner at the top of the podcast page. Welcome, welcome to another... Hey Potter people, hey Potter people, we're always talking, you're always listening, we're always talking, we're Pottercasting, hey Potter people, hey Potter people, we talk about the Harry Potter stuff, yeah, we talk about the Harry Potter stuff, we talk about the Harry Potter, Hey Potter people, hey Potter people, we're always talking, you're always listening. Hey Potter people, hey Potter people, we're always talking, we're Potter casting. What? Hi guys. Hi. Oh gosh, this is cozy. Come sit everybody. If you're standing up, come sit on the floor with us. Hi, welcome to our... Hello. Where are we now? Eureka? Eureka. Eureka. I feels like story time, right? I feel all comfy. I'm just going to... This is friendly. It's sort of rainy and cold and gross outside, so we appreciate you coming. Is, that, is, is it really? Normal? Oh, by two days? Aww. What's? Can I, can I ask what this is? This lady, I have to oh, explain cool. for the podcast. She's got a pinwheel, and it's got... Oh, cool. Several, it decides? Oh, it's I see. It's good and evil, so you have to spin it. Let's see what we got. Is, is this what decides right here? Okay. Blowing it? Here we go. Here's the answer to the big question. Is Snape good or evil? <laughs> it's in between. Oh. Not even a pinwheel can tell us. <laughs> We're trying again. We're trying again. Hold on. Uh-oh, evil Snape. Evil Snape. There we go. That's what Eureka says. That's pretty cool. It is really awesome. Thank you. Okay, so who here actually listens to podcasts and who here just decided? Okay. Yay! Cool. Hi! And who decided to come by because they saw a sign and thought it was cool? There you Yay! go. Yay! We love new people. We are Pottercast, the Harry Potter podcast from the Leaky Cauldron. We talk about theories, discussions. We talk about discussions. Theories, news. Yes. Cadden, the books, the movies, the everything. And we've been traveling around bringing podcasts all over the, well, mostly the Pacific, mm-hmm. Northwest. North, southwest, north. Now we're in the northwest. Yeah. Yesterday we were in London. Yeah. We so did, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. It's just yeah. I know what. The, uh, <laughs> and now we're in Eureka. Same. You're right. Really same weather. Yeah. Freezing the whole time. Really. Okay. okay I want to repeat that. Humboldt County was where we are. It's second only to London in the amount of rainfall. No. Fog. Fog. Oh, fog. I thought you said fall, like rainfall. Fog. The airport was built so pilots could train to fight in London Fog. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Between this That's and right. San Francisco. Wow. That's where our only airport wow. huh. It was, it was terrible there because it, we, they even had hail. It poured during, it just poured during the premiere. Oh, oh God. Oh. We're covering the premiere in the sky, the premiere, and like, you know, right before Rupert Grant shows up in front of us, the sky is just opened up we were just drenched i had a sweatshirt on and it was just ugh. we were soaked it was gross anyway joe looked fabulous she did and then she didn't talk to us well, she was standing i was us. standing here and she was standing right there and she was kept looking the other way and she never turned to her left and then we're told later that she that she was like oh they were there and was like i missed them yeah. <laughs> i was standing right next to you what she looks cranky really hmm the one from t- the interview um, from Slick. On Leaky? Yeah, probably. What the hell? <laughs> what is it I missed that news. I'll have to go look. I guess I got to go read my site. <laughs> um, okay, so each and every city we go to, we're starting out with a predictions test for each city. So we're trying to discover, some of you already have listened to, that after ha- Deathly Hallows comes out, which city knew the most about their Harry Potter? So, you guys, this is a nice concentrate. You could actually like sit and discuss it first. Everybody else just screamed. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is friendly. I like it. Um, we have five questions for you, and the first one should we make the first one the last one again? Yeah. Okay. Smart. First question is going to be whether you think that we are going to see the opposite side of the veil in this book. If you, th- okay, make up your minds. Everybody, sit and think. Hold on. You ready? If you do think so. Make some sort of noise. Woo! I like how I said make some sort of noise. She's yes. like, 
me. I raised my hand. That's awesome. And if you, I know, we frequently forget too. It's okay. If you don't think so. Okay. Okay. Answer to question number one. Sue, do you get you know the next question? Uh, no. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, school. Oh yes. If you think that Harry will return to Hogwarts and att- go to school, will it open? Will it be there? Yes. Clap. Yay. <laughs> well, will we'll Harry attend class? Will Harry attend class? class. That's will the question. To, no. Okay. If you don't think he will be there, just go. No. 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 And if you do. Yes. Say yes. Okay. We just had to clear that up because okay. there was some confusion. All right. All right. We'll find out on July 22nd. Our third question. Third question. Number three. Um, if you think Harry is a horcrux, say yes somewhat loudly right here. <laughs> Nobody does. I love it. I love that. So go ahead and say no if you don't think he's going to be a horcrux. No. Nice. nice you nice, know nice, what? Nice. That is amazing because so many people, it's the same response everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's good. Yeah, that that question's getting pretty consistent nose these so. days. You know what's happening? We're putting out our tour shows and people are listening. Right. <laughs> and going, oh, well, they didn't think so. Oh, I don't know. All right, our second question. Big one. Pinwheel lady. Is Snape good or evil? If you think that he is working for the Order, make some noise now. <laughs> if you think that he is secretly Voldemort's dude. <laughs> few people. Few okay, people. few people. And the big question. I can't do this forever. Well, Harry at the end of Deathly Hallows. Or will Harry... Look at them shaking their heads. Or will Harry die? Go ahead. Make the noise. You know you want to. A lone clapper. You're wrong. He's not going to die. Come on. Huh? New cover. The the special edition cover. What about it? You think it's the very end yeah. and they're flying away from... Everybody see that cover? The, yeah, it's the They're flying away on a dragon. The trio is all battered and torn and they're flying away yeah. on a dragon. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, hey, did we discuss the canon conundrum at um, all? Ever? Not particularly. No. no. We're tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. So, also, once we're done, we're done with our predictions quiz, we like to have a canon conundrum. If you listen to podcasts regularly, we have a thing called canon conundrum, which is all the questions that are left to be left to be answered in this book, we try and pick one and riddle it out and get to the bottom of it. So we usually pick one before we get here. Yeah. But we decided in the car yep. that Eureka was going to be so cool that they could come up with exactly. the question. So if you got an idea for a canon conundrum, let's hear it. Do 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 do. Go for it. Wouldn't that be funny to see? I mean, you think of a healer and you think of you know Madame Pomfrey right. and sweet little old lady like that, and then you got Snape. Right. <laughs> it's the polar opposite of Madame Pomfrey. Complete, yeah. Because you don't see him as a nurturing kind of huggy kind of touchy feely guy. Yeah. Oh, really? I do. No. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if the, I. I really don't know that. He, that's how he. I don't know that he needs to be redeemed so much. In the sense that he's got to be more revealed. Okay. Truth, okay. Truth, you know. Yeah. But if yeah, you're right. That would be an interesting way he could do that, though, because, like, like John pointed out, he did with Dumbledore with that that ring that we don't, haven't heard that story about what sure. happened with that ring, and I, we'd all like to really know what happened. There. And Snape, Snape, and Snape. Yep. But it might just be that he's just so good at potions that it's the closest they have, yeah. you know, to a healer, and really. Well, doesn't Snape make up all of the uh, potions that Madame Pumper uses in the in the hospital wing? Yeah, all the yeah. all those things. So the serious ones, anyway. Yeah. yeah, but the ones that deal with dark magic, because when you've been right. touched by dark magic, who knows about that yeah. snake? Right. Certainly. And he has that handy book, or did yeah. that tells him well, exactly? It's all, it's all him now. anyway. But well, who thinks that there's more? It's more than just him. That it might be like Lily Evans writing in there a little bit, and there's some theories around about that in the half blood in the half blood prince book. Like a different handwriting. Yeah, well, it's just small and cramped. And somebody suggested that some of it might be a girl's handwriting as well. Maybe Lily Evans and him were potions partners. But I'm just back on the, the potion stuff. The Slughorn's still around, right? So he could conceivably still do those things. And would he be as good as Snape? No. <laughs> I just don't think so. I don't know. I mean, Slughorn clearly is talented at it, but I think right. Snape is like uncommonly gifted at it. Yeah. That's what I think anyway. Though he did, didn't want to teach it. 
He didn't. He didn't. He wanted to do the dark arts instead of That's potions. True. He's the potions master. Hmm. <laughs> Who can even imagine Snape without his potions? I can't. Okay. All right. There was a, who, who else? Wa- okay. You know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna open it to talk about whatever you want to talk about. No yeah. conundrum this episode. We're just gonna talk about. Question we're gonna do the answers. second the second part of the show where we just where we just have everybody raise their hand discuss whatever them. whatever you want about the book series. So go for it. That'd be pretty powerful magic to Imperius the Dragon, I would think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They're not about yeah. smiling, but they. They look a little, or like Puff the Magic Dragon. They look, yeah. you know, can he be friendly? No, I think the, the dragon looks like, I mean, if, I don't, yeah, it does feel like a triumphant scene. I mean, they're riding into the sunset. It feels like, you know, I, I, when we were in Chicago, I said something stupid. I was like, oh, oh, come, somebody said it was the end, the very end, you know. I said, oh, who does that? Come on, they're not going to put the very end on the book. And somebody went, um, Chamber of Secrets. And I was yeah. like, yeah. okay, fair point. And somebody went, Prisoner of Azkaban. I was like, "Do you want to run my site?" Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know. But no, no, no. It's totally true. It could be. It could be the very end. Uh, Arthur. Arthur said yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Arthur Levine. Yeah. Yeah. That this is our favorite scene, and that he he specifically asked for that scene to become the cover. Right. It would be his favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> evil right. Arthur Levine. Evil dragon. Charlie Weasley brings an evil dragon in. You know. Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't know that that that's a scene of, of of sorrow. I just find that you know that that's a a moment they're going. Yeah. I don't know. I think they've been through something traumatic because they're clothing and stuff. I don't know because if they're all sad and somebody's dead behind. Like them, a victorious so. scene to me. Uh, they don't look happy, but they look like. I guess anxious, and they look like you know accomplished. I don't know. Ron and Hermione's robes are pretty torn up. You know, maybe they're in the broom closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the very. She caught it. Um, here. Don't say off. Don't start. Once you start, it never stops. So you know, they're supposed to be finding. See, I believe that they're going to find out about more, all four of those the the founders, and I, I think it's really possible. JKRowling.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do you notice that she's been putting the founders up? Every other Wizard of the Month on her site has been girl boy, girl boy, girl boy for two years now, now three years now. Now she had Slytherin. And then Gryffindor, which Gryffindor should be July. That's, you know, yeah, the line and everything else. But she could have put Slytherin first and Ravenclaw, I mean, and Hufflepuff second. And then, yeah. so why? I mean, she's clearly hiding Ravenclaw. Right. Probably they'll be holding. I know. We're like, oh, we're going to find out something. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so probably August 1st when we've all read it and we all know exactly what to look for. Sure. You know, Ravenclaw will be holding something of, of importance on her yeah. site. Which is pretty, you know, which is pretty cool to us. Hey, I gotta say, I thought there were gonna be like two people here, but this is pretty good. Nice costume. Yes. Very nice. Very we have cool. our own McGonagall over here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> nice. Wow. Did you, where'd you get that cane? That's a neat cane. My son. Does he make them? Wow, where? Wow. Uh, Lucius would like that cane. Yeah, Lucius would. Cool. Lucius would love cool. that cane. There's a point when you see the movie. When you see the movie, um, uh, Jason Isaacs does something with that cane, um, with the wand, and it was his idea. He told us. I forgot to tell you. He told us in London when we met him outside the stage show that there was something we see him doing. I can't the, remember uh, what he did. Yeah, I can't do it because I'm going to spoil it yeah. for him. Yeah, but yeah. there is something that he does that, um, and when you see it, you'll know. It's the only thing he does with like the the cane. Um, and it was totally, it was totally his idea because they weren't going to like use it at all. He's like, no, I want to use my cane. And so, and see, so, isn't he just wonderful? Yes, he's fantastic, Sue. He's the best person ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, did he get one in the face for the IMAX? Oh, we haven't seen the IMAX. We haven't seen IMAX yet. It's the, it's those twenty minutes. So yeah, he's yeah. gonna. I mean, I don't th- I don't know that you see the fi- because okay, slight movie spoiler. Right. Uh, Lucy's Malfoy gets know. punched in the face by Sirius Black. Yeah. yeah. Sirius Black shows up and goes, "Get your hands off my godson!" It's nice. It's awesome. Forget the wands. That last twenty minutes. Mono. <laughs> you know, mono, mono. But you don't like see the punch. Co- so three D is really not gonna. 
right. you know. But there are parts that you can see are specifically going to look amazing yeah, oh yeah. in 3D. It's going to look. Is it? Oh no! Wow, really? Six hours? What about Oregon? That's about six hours away. You can come with us tomorrow. We're going there tomorrow. <laughs> this is the only corporate bookstore. It's the only chain. Wow. Huh? Orders employees looking all proud. They just yeah. gave me a rock yeah. sign. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, bookstores rock. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. No, we noticed that, that there was nothing <laughs> as we approached. We're like, wow, this is Eureka. No, it's great. I mean, you know, I'm from New York. She's from Detroit. Lauren's from Florida. So we're all from pretty metropolis, you know, metropolis out areas. And so it's, it's, you know, it's refreshing. And yesterday we were in London. And so, you know, it's. Now we're in the middle of no, no, <laughs> we're on the edge of nowhere. <laughs> we're on the coast. No, it's, it's, it's actually, that's what it's called behind the Redwood Curtain. We were trying to climb the Redwoods at the, at the, you, it <laughs> didn't was work. What was that place called? Confusion Curiosity, Hill? Confusion Hill. Confusion, Confusion Hill. Hill. We stopped yeah. there. How can you not stop there? They have all those colorful like bears and stuff on the, on the side yeah. of the road. Like, <laughs> you know? That was fun. <laughs> that was Sue. That was me. Woo! We're going here. Yeah. But okay, here's what I want to discuss. Speaking of Arthur Levine, he had some questions yes, he that he that he asked of people. And I think it's important when Arthur Levine asks a question because clearly he's read the book and he knows what we should be thinking about and what people aren't really talking about, which are at least enough, which is how will Pettigrew repay his debt? What do we think is going to happen there? Think Pettigrew is going to bite it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think so? Blood debt, interesting. Why do you call it a blood debt? Didn't he just call it? I thought it was a life debt. I don't think he calls it a life debt. Does he call it a life debt? Who's got the book? Oh, I'm going to go get it. Oh, she had it. Melissa, she's got it right here. Here we go. Oh, you come. That's rocks. I know that they use the word life debt for sure at some point, but I, but I don't know if it's in this port right here. They talk about no, this is the only time they talk about the debt, though. It says, Pettigrew owes his life to you. You have sent Voldemort a deputy who is in your debt. Doesn't mean it's, I mean, yeah, I guess you can call it a life debt, but I think when we were, I think it's a specific thing. It just says, when one wizard saves another wizard's life, it creates a certain bond between them. And I'm much mistaken if Voldemort wants to serve in the debt of Harry Potter. He doesn't specifically call it a life debt, but he does say that his life is owed to Harry. So I don't know that he has to die for him. Yeah, we're... But, what is this? Because um, we were talking about this in the car, and we are thinking about, you know... I mean, because you compare that to what James did for Snape. And that saved us, you know, so you kind of wonder if, if it's that... That's why Snape tried so hard in book one, to sit, you know, to, to complete that debt. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be the same. Snape did, oh, maybe he'll kill Nagini. Maybe. That would be nice. Mm. You know? What that silver hand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you, but do you th- think Nagini's at Horcrux? You do? Yeah. Because that's, that's really popular. No, I mean, Dumbledore See, alluded to it, but I don't know. I think... But I think Dumbledore's wrong about something. I think it wouldn't be complete if Dumbledore wasn't wrong about something and Harry figured it out. Because he has, he has to complete it on his own. Like, I just feel like there's a puzzle piece that Harry has to get without Dumbledore's help, you know? Um, but about Snape, Snape was in, in James's debt. James actually saved Snape's life. And Snape fulfilled that of his own accord and didn't have to die to do it. He just saved James's life. So if Pettigrew saves Harry's life, he doesn't have to yeah. die, you know? Yeah, I don't think he's going to have to go as far as to die for him, but to do something significant to either help Harry in a huge way with the fight against Voldemort or, you know, do something that is going to protect him. You know, obviously the ultimate of that is to, you know, jump in front of a Vatican cadaver for Harry, but I don't, I don't think that Joe will give uh, Wormtail something that glorious as to be a big savior for, for Harry. I think that gives him too much... Uh, of a of an exit. Do you, I, this is my curious. This is so, I'm always fascinated to ask this. Do you think that Peter was sorted into the right house because he's a Gryffindor? Maybe at the end when he shows his courage and gets back to it. Well, Joe so, said we asked her, "Is the hat ever wrong?" And she said, "No." Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Though, I mean, Wormtail could have been one of those kids, and I don't think Harry was the only one that may have been able to have some sort of choice in the matter of his sorting. Yeah. I mean, the hat could have, could have just as easily told Wormtail, it's like, well, I could put you in Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. He's like, oh, I already met some friends on the train, you know. <laughs> I want to go in Gryffindor. So there he is in Gryffindor. Well, when we asked Joe about it, she said um, that the, the hat's never wrong. I said, well, then that would seem to suggest that when the hat is speaking to somebody, it's really that person's mind. And that when the hat is speaking on its own accord, it's, and I had nothing to say, I had nothing to add after that. And she goes, the founders. And I went, ah, the founders. So I think that's an interesting thought, too. When that hat is jabbering on its own, we must unite from within or be destroyed from without. Is that what it says? We must unite from within or something else. Yeah. Or, or crumble. Or crumble, you know, something like that. To, to pieces. Um, big chunks of stone. Big chunks of stone. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, it can't. I mean, he he probably just wanted wanted it. Like it's totally possible that he just met them on the train. Yeah, you know, plenty of people probably aren't in the house that really well, suits them the best. Why do you think Hermione wanted Gryffindor if she's so smart? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I decided it was the best house, yeah. and it's yeah. what she wanted. Well, and she saw Ron on the train, so <laughs> with a smudge of dirt on his nose. Who else is looking forward to them finally? Getting it together already. Oh, jeez, man. Seven books. Come on. Ron is so slow. He's, He's so, so slow. We were we were faster oh. than him in book one. Yeah. That's true. You know? Boys in my high school were faster than that, and that's saying something. She had to go to the, yeah, and she had to go to the party with Cormac McLagan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean him. Yeah. Yes, he is, he's a jock. You know? But I like that Hermione at least went, got to go out with the jock. She's gonna you have one too. That was the first victory. Oh right, yeah. right. Seriously, so, wow, yeah. wow, Hermione. You know, well, Ron's a bit of a jock. Well, wow, Hermione's all about the jocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Poor Neville. Never saying Neville's that again. Neville never stood okay. a chance. Or Neville? Yeah, Neville always had his eyes on Hermione. That's what mm-hmm. I think. Hermione was just nice to Neville. Well, yeah, which is plenty to go on for Neville to like a girl <laughs> when everybody else teases them. What do you think is going to be the thing that finally gets that finally makes it happen with them? Ron Hermione. Yeah, Ron Hermione. Finally, I mean, something has to spark it because we know Ron's not getting there on his own. The wedding. The wedding, maybe. Right, that it's Ron. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. She could have done that at any time. She could have, yeah. But maybe, you know what, maybe it is Hermione in the end. Maybe she doesn't want it to be like, um, it had to be the guy, you know? But I think you're right. I think it's got to be Ron. He's got to step up. Come on. Maybe Tilsey Victor and flip out. And just... Maybe he'll have a big, long talk with Bill. Yeah, right. A big, long talk with Bill? Yeah. On on the day of the wedding. (laughs) The day of the wedding. Like, look, Ron, you know, because, um, didn't, uh, where am I pulling this? I I just, something just came to Uh me. Oh, no. no, it's it's not not nonsense. But then, what was something about like nonsense, around but. the time of like, um, but like during the previous war with Voldemort, people were getting married. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. They were eloping. Yeah, they were worried about yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And, wow, look at you. So, um, I mean, it would make sense that you know somebody might be like, look, Ron, you know, these are scary times. Do you like this girl or not? You know, we have to, you've got to go grab with her now. The time we have. You're off looking for Horcruxes. You guys are first in line for the kill. Exactly. <laughs> you got precious little time. Certainly. But maybe it'll be like a big or Luna. Luna could do it. Do you imagine if Luna dies? No, she's not dying. I kind of think she might. No. I don't think any of the trio will die, but I think of that six, I can't imagine they're all gonna come out alive. We've got Ginny, Neville, and Luna. Of the three, who you think's gonna die? If if we're if we're saying to one. <laughs> no. I would. I'd be okay with Neville. With Neville being. Yeah. I can't even deal with that see, thought. Like, like I said about, I don't want to see Wormtail die in a heroic way for Harry. I would be okay with Neville doing something like that because Neville would deserve a, an ending like that. And Wormtail doesn't deserve anything. Like Neville that. doesn't deserve an ending like that. He deserves a big heroic moment and to live and to get a really pretty wife and to make a lot of money. And I love Neville. It's true. Right. He doesn't have to meet somebody at 17. No. Yeah. He's got a whole life ahead of him, you know? 
Because he's not going to die. Why are you going to be the herbology teacher? Who? Whoa. Neville. Defense really? Against the Dark Arts. Not herbology. No. Wow. No. Well, then what do you think is the point of him having, what, like, the Mimbulus Mimbletonia and him making a point of it? Yeah. But I think that was. That's where that, confidence came from. Yeah, but. I the, think Neville hates the Dark Arts, though. I mean, yeah. the think of what it did to his parents. I mean, you have to at least have passing interest in the dark arts to at least know how to defend against it. Yeah. I'm defeating I mean, it. You know, oh, you think, but no, see, we're all pre- presuming, though, that Lupin won't survive. Mm-hmm. Well. I, the thing with Neville, uh, the, the, he, he found confidence in the DA because he was trying to avenge his parents. No. You know, if he wasn't, I mean, if he avenges his parents, then what? Yeah. But he still likes herbology. You know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go far as to say that that Lupin's, <laughs> which is just actually will train a plant to kill Belichick. There you go. The Mimbo's Mimbo Tony going meow 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 meow, like pop like Pac Man. I, I think Lupin the was just no the venomous get spectacular. It. He's, he, he's just more of like the, the the bookworm from school who could probably have taught any third year class. Lupin. Who? Oh, Lupin. Did you say Neville was no, a bookworm? No, that's, that's, where, that's where they're different. I mean, Lupin could probably teach a third-year course for any class at Hogwarts. I think most, you know, yeah. intelligent wizards probably could. So I wouldn't say that they didn't teach he, them was, all that he was born to teach defense against the dark arts. Lupin. He just dumbled their high position open. Who do you exactly. think going to teach it this year? I know, right? Somebody said Harry. I was like, oh, okay. Sure. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it's Bill. I think it's to be the real Moody. The Maybe the real Moody? Yeah. Whoever it is. Dollish could do it. Dollish is more than qualified. Yeah, it wasn't the real Moody, Certainly. though, before, Could you right? imagine if it was Dollish? So it was phony Moody. Dude. So he's never taught it before. Yeah. Moody? Moody in the movie, by the, by the way, is hilarious. He's awesome. He's like, Jaf- like um, what does it say? Like Jafar? Jafar or Rafiki. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. He has a stick and everything. He bangs it and everything happens for him. It's pretty funny. Exactly. I just think, but Moody's really important. I just think we'll see more about his power. I just think, because he was too unusually quiet, I thought, in book six. Moody? Yeah. Okay. But we did, but we did spend a year with him, sort no, of. No, no, Moody got I like, know it was Moody. Crouch, but it was... Yeah. In all, for all intents and purposes, the character of Moody, right. you know, the whole year, from a writing standpoint. I don't that's think sort of. Right. Maybe they would that's reunite, you know, have one big house. Well, it wouldn't affect yeah. anything for the movies because they're always all in the same classes in the, in the film anyway. That's true. You got Slytherins in every Gryffindor class. Sitting together at, the, at lunch. I think so. True, Dumbledore was off trying to kill Voldemort. It. You know? Yeah. McGonagall's got a free schedule. It's true. McGonagall can handle She'd it. She'd be bored. Yeah. She loves the classroom. What about, this is a theory that I've had for a while. It's mentioned in um, book five that when they take away, or no, it's the I can never say it either. And they say it weirdly in the movie. It was in Gamat. It was in Gamat. In the movie, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Bill that said that? No, it was um, Fred and... Or Fred and it was Fred and George who... No, it was Ginny... I think who overheard somebody, Ginny or Fred and George, overheard some saying that, right, just to repeat it for the recording, um, yeah. the, the, the thing about Dumbledore not wanting to be taken off. It's, it's the perfect offhanded comment for them to throw in. It sounds like a Dumbledore witticism. I just don't want to be taking off the chocolate, the chocolate frog cards. But then, I mean, you notice Harry gets Dumbledore on the train. Yeah. Harry looks up. He looks back. Dumbledore's gone. Yeah. Maybe a little chocolate frog Dumbledore was going to alert the other chocolate frog Dumbledores <laughs> that, you know, yeah. that Harry's on the train. He's safe. He's on the train, like, you know, passing information. But they don't talk. And then Ron's, Harry goes, where does he go? And I think Ron, he, he says, well, you can't expect him to stay around all day. Yeah. That must be hard. You think there's one Dumbledore go through all the chocolate frog cards of Dumbledore? <laughs> You know, he's like running around to each car yeah. to make sure each student gets to see him now and then, you know. 
I don't think so. There's probably many. It's a tough thing. <laughs> hey, Dumbledore number 342. How the you doing? The clones then are on, on the cards. Is that it? You think? I mean, there are little, there's little representations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Of the impressions. Right. Sure. Yeah. Just carrying That's what always confused me when, when talking about the portraits and when, when they go to their other portraits. Is it like, are they of one mind, every portrait of the same person? I don't understand. Like, are you just talking to another likeness of you? I don't know. But you're only allowed to go to the same portraits of you? So maybe it's just the one essence and they travel around. Maybe. It was hiding. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. Maybe if you're if you're in the frame, you're in the frame everywhere, and you can just be traveling when you're not in the frame. You know, it's all one frame, and you just connect them, like the internet. It's so screwy. Sort of. <laughs> it's a porky. It's a. It's a. You know. I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll see the portraits, but it's not going to be huge. It's not going to be like the portrait has the key to everything. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Harry just had to go there and find out. Yes, we have yes, to. we have to. The ring story. How could she? How could she do that to us? It's a fantastic story, but I'm gonna die yeah. before I tell it to you. Like, it's gotta exactly. be in there. Yeah, it has to because there's some there's some lesson there that Harry needs to know. But it wasn't so key to him in the, the development of his. Yeah. Well, hell, it's the thing that almost killed Dumbledore. You'd mm-hmm. think if Harry's gonna get set on this uh, Horcrux hunt, that he would know that thing that Dumbledore did that almost got him killed. Well, the helpful information to him. The pensive is still hanging around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. We, so. we talked a few shows ago about uh, Dumbledore's will and things that he could be leaving behind and who he would be leaving things behind to. And the only person we can really come up with that he would have had as a beneficiary to a will would be somebody like Harry or Aberforth. Or Hogwarts. You can leave things Maybe to Hogwarts. Maybe a school library, Aberforth. but personal effects and things. Number 12, Grimald Place. No, it's supposed to know where it's at. I'm repeating it for the recording. Except except the ones that got the Fidelius charm, yeah. Bellatrix, yeah. Well, she... The Fidelius charm, though, hides it from other people... At the time of making the Fidelius. So she can't go looking for the order, the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix and find it. And I think it cloaks the actual place, too, that now she can't go there unless yeah. she's, told the, she's told the secret, I think. I mean, it's a very tricky, complicated charm that we don't really know much about at all. Because that's like, that's like saying you could make your, the bathroom in your house under the Fidelius charm. And everybody else won't be able to find it anymore until you let them know where it is. Well, but Even though they've been there hundreds of times. But that's actually how it is because right. what she said about the Fidelius charm on her site, Jake Rowling said, is that with the way it was in place under Gadrakala was that Voldemort could be standing outside the Potters because the, the secret was that they were hiding in there. So Voldemort could be standing outside their house looking in the window and not see them. You know? Yeah. 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 The effect is really cool in the movie, too. It's cool, but at the same time, in the movie, I don't think they even bother with the Fidelius charm. No, but it's revealed in the the same way you'd think it would be. Yeah, it's pretty cool. No, it's not like a blow-up, not like a play play place. Yeah. Because it's like it inflates in the the book, right? Like it it inflates, and you you think that's what's happening. But in the movie, it's different. It's cool, though. It's really cool. Quiet. Well, they're the relationship, though, that aren't recognizing the, the love. If right. there's love there, they're, they're, the, they're the relationship that is the example of well, denying 
yeah, you know, love right. and not realizing it. So that could be, you know, Harry could look upon that and is like, could make comparisons to him and Ginny um, with uh, with Remus and Tonks, and that you know could be something that might bring him closer to Ginny. Uh, well, the, the thought that I had was that maybe Sure. Yeah. But when Harry can't produce Patronus, or when Harry, like the Harry, or even Ginny, is having problems, you know, and, and that's what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that would be a, a perfect way for him to suffer the most, to see what he could experience it, what he could have had, and realize he didn't have it at all. Yeah. I understand that anguish, and I think that would be the perfect. Yeah. I really like what you, what she's saying though about yeah I, you know, I agree I, I like that how Fresh by love Absolutely. I think that's 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 like a hint to say that when you're you know really depressed your magic suffers but then the opposite of that is that when you're really happy and you have a lot of love in you then maybe it works the other way and you're even stronger and that yeah. could be the power that he has right. in such large quantities that do you ever um, what, really mo- powerful. what movie am I thinking of? No, it's a television show. Who who watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Okay, thank you. You know the moment where Willow and Tara meet, and they're 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 these they're um, two witches, and they the Coke machine. Yeah, they they they're fighting off these evil. Oh my god, the scariest episode ever called Hush, and um, they can't move it. They can't move it. You know their magic is not working, and then they 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 hold hands and look at each other. They turn, and the Coke machine flies across the room, and it just seems the same themes seem to run through a lot of like stuff with magic. That you know when you have that connection, you're more than the sum of your parts. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what do we think? Ginny's going to show up at the end and be like, I love you, Harry. And Voldemort's just going to melt in a puddle of goo. Yeah, pretty much. I well, they like have that. to make out in front of Voldemort. That's all I got to do. I'm romantic. I know it's not a love story, but I like to joke about yeah. the ways it could be like, you know, all love. Hmm? Oh, yeah, in calling a way, him his, Tom. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's the source yeah. of his power. She's talked about that before. Right. Yeah, names have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His original name. And there's a lot of myth and lore around when you give some, when you give something its real name, it just it, strips it of all its power. Right. Another yeah. Joss Whedon, often reinforced yeah. theme. Joss yeah. Whedon, the creator of Buffy. No. Heck no. Ginny will be at the be wedding. wedding. No, she's not no staying way. behind. There's no way. You know, she's too powerful and and she Joe has made a point to say that she's too, you know, that she's too powerful now. We need to see her. We need to see that needs to come into into play more than she's powerful enough to be Harry's girlfriend. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> come on. She's going to do some saving of her own, I think. It's about time. But I uh, I I definitely like the relationship that emotions have with magic cuz I'm just sitting here thinking about the more examples we have and not the obvious ones are the expecto patronum having to conjure up such you know those kind of memories and then the other side of the spectrum is the dark arts how you have to mean them and have hate inside of you and really you know yeah. want to inflict that pain so your your emotional state of mind is is so so important so when when people kind of talk about oh if you know this weapon Harry has is something that's love you know, love sorry, and compassion. People kind of poo-poo <laughs> that, but but really, if that somehow is a way to energize his abilities, then that could yeah. be a really cool way to do it. But she also tweaked us a little bit with that in in, in six, and I love. I, I often talk about this. I love how she turned it around because what, just when Harry is like having that same knee-jerk reaction, like, "Yes, I know the thing I have that Voldemort doesn't have is love." Blah blah, and Dumbledore is like, "Yes, and here's why." You know, and he says, "If you didn't have this." You would not have defended yourself. You would not be fighting. That means you are protected. That's the protection. And it's just interesting how she t- she makes it something very real and physical, as opposed to like everybody's like, oh, it's love, it's maudlin, blah blah blah, it's love. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. There are worse things than death. And that's why death, you know, that's really not the end for him. Maybe he will. I mean, he'll be defeated. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think he has to die to satisfy us, the readers. Mm-hmm. But he can't just die. Right. Because, that was, right, because evil is never. 
Right, exactly. And evil is never done away with. It's never defeated. So I don't. I I, I like that idea that there's a little bit of him still floating around. Well, maybe he goes into the room of love, just, you know, the and he ends up in the <laughs> <laughs> with Gilderoy yeah. hanging out with Gilderoy, hanging out with Gilderoy. Oh God! Could you imagine? That's pretty great. Wow. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be. I learned to end up writing for this. What were we gonna say? The question mm-hmm. then you're asking, but I'm repeating for the recording, is that uh, do we think Tom would have still ended up a sociopath if he had been adopted? D- maybe it depends what age. I don't know. He's got insanity in his family. You know, he's got mental instability. I don't know about insanity, but mental instability in his family. It seems to go for the question of whether he deserves... To, or whether he could have helped it or not. Mm-hmm. Would he have you know, been this insane? And I think we've seen that he's been given plenty of options to choose the right path. Exactly. And, exactly. And Harry's fine. Yeah. You know? But then again, his, his parents weren't... I mean, we've seen Merope. Oh, my God. Tom Verl's mother was... Yeah. So... Maybe. With a loving family, yeah. In which case, there was no help. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Well, it's. Uh, I also thought it was interesting when Snape was giving his explanation to Narcissa and Bellatrix and things, and how he mentioned how people were kind of holding out and waiting to see what was going on with this Harry Potter kid, because this was somebody that apparently had defeated Voldemort. Maybe he could be the next Dark Wizard. So just to set that up, that that could have even been a possibility in people's minds, I think is very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Voldemort would have been would have been a nice, happy kid if he had been adopted, or at least not an evil overlord. You know what I mean? But I th- I think that I like to believe he would have because I don't like hating this guy when he had no choice in the matter. You know, if he if this was just a birth thing and he was, I mean, but plenty of people are are from orphanages and plenty of people have have you know mental instability in their family and are st- and still make the choices and we've seen that Dumbledore has given him the tools with which to make the right choices and he just continued to deny them and continued to deny them yeah, that was interesting how Dumbledore saved him from the orphanage and dropped him in Hogwarts and just kind of walked away <laughs> Dumbledore negligent no, no. yeah oh gosh <laughs> And Dumbledore seemed a little, yeah, yeah. And Dumbledore seemed seemed to like be very almost cowed by him, almost afraid, you know. And to impress him, what does he do? He sets an armor on fire. Do you know what I mean? Like, he saw it early. Except show him, but the way of showing him magic was to set something ablaze. Yeah. Come on, Dumbledore. The kid's 11. Mm-hmm. Make a rabbit come out of the hat, would you please? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, come on. Puppies would be good here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, something. Do you think, do you think Dumbledore was in, was in uh, Riddle's mind at that point with his legitimates to Maybe. figure out what would impress this kid? And what would what would? Um... But you'd think that Dumbledore would also see the potential for that if he was in his mind, because as we've heard, legitimacy is more than just reading what you're thinking; it's understanding and and you know seeing. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's true. Tom Riddle. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I always be like Tom Riddle, but it's Tom Riddle Senior. But that maybe because of her broken heart, because 
Really messed up way, yeah. Yeah. You know, she walked into the orphanage or wherever she had the baby. I think people think even um, bitter or no or something like I because of her anger and bitterness and her She seemed pretty just heartbroken and not angry. She just seemed Yeah. Maybe her misery transferred. I mean, she was pregnant the whole time while while Tom broke away. You know, so that whole time she's she's creating this 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 kid, she's completely heartbroken. So it has to have transferred to him this this innate misery in him. You know, somebody had a question over here. Um, you know how it takes nothing to to be present, you know, Right. It's isn't it automatic? The, it's it's sort of a spell. I a thought. spell. So there's a quill that is like enchanted. Apparently, that's what J.K. Rowling said. To go to Hogwarts for sure. Yeah. So he's he's been set since the word go. Yeah. But did he? You know? Did the Dumbledore know all that his whole past when he went and found him? Well, the same day that he went is when he had the conversation with Mrs. Cole about the circumstances of him arriving at the orphanage. So Dumbledore was still trying to find that out. Mm-mm. But did he have, like, you know, I, I hate to use the Star Wars reference, but well, like, was there a disturbance in the forest? No, no, no. They, they, they just, they just, he was just... Oh, I must go look. No, there was, there was the... This, the he, they needed a messenger to go tell this, per, this, as far as he knew, muggle kid at an orphanage that he had to go to this magical school. Just the same way that Hagrid went to tell too. Harry, you know? Probably. I think that's something that's probably an heirloom, wouldn't you think? Yeah. yeah. The pensive? I don't know that you can use a pensive. You have to extract a memory willingly from yeah. somebody to use it. Yeah. I can't imagine Riddle would give up any memories. Yeah, could you imagine? Ooh. You know what other thing that it kind of kicked on the same train of thought? So if he's looking for the heir of Slytherin, did, did he do the same thing for the other two heirs of the other founders? Did he look for the heir of Ravenclaw? Maybe there is none. Yeah. Maybe there is no heir of... But I don't... He wasn't looking for the heir of Slytherin. He just knew that there was a kid he had to go tell that he was a wizard and get him to the school, the same way Hagrid had to go do it with Harry. Yeah. And, then, and then, then he probably found all that stuff out. Because he probably was intrigued by what Mrs. Cole told him, you know? Hmm? Maybe they weren't doing it like that back then. <laughs> well, think about how many. Yeah, I don't know. It's not many kids that visit a year. You know. Uh, I don't know. Plus, if if you're a kid in an orphanage and you get that letter, I mean, what are the chances you're going to believe that? You know. It isn't that many kids a year. If you think about it, how long does it take to do the sorting every year? I mean, how many new Couple kids they add to the house? Not that many. You come up with, exactly. She said there's about so a thousand kids a at Hogwarts, so it's like 250 people. One of their people. jobs is to go find the new kids every year. That wouldn't be too big an effort. Well, what Jackie Rowling said is they, they send sentries to help to help them get through it, to help them understand this is not a joke and, you know, this is real and, and whatever. So I'd imagine a kid at an orphanage. Sure. So there's a wizarding welcoming committee? Is that what you said? There's people who go and help like the muggle parents, like centuries, you know, they go oh, in the that'd be cool. Yeah. I want to go work in the wizarding welcoming committee. <laughs> I know you that'd do. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, ima- I mean, imagine like, like an orphanage. Plus, if you're an orphan, why are you getting mail? Who's sending mail to an orphan? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, it would raise so many questions, you know. That's awesome. I want to know what What did Voldemort do to make Regulus turn on him? You're like in my mind. Yeah. Hmm. Is Regulus black? Yeah, it's pretty confirmed. It's all right. What made him turn? Yeah. You know, I've never thought about that. Yeah, he got in too yeah. hard, he got in too deep, you know? Mm-hmm. I, 
I, I had a theory about that. I thought that he had something to do with, with, with Snape. Why Snape turned two. So I think it, those two are related. When do you think he went and got the... It was during the First War, obviously, because he died in the First War. When do you think he went and got the Horcrux? Maybe Voldemort does know. Everybody thinks he's dead, and he's not dead. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> nope. J.K. Rowling said he's dead. See, nope. I think I think it happened. That his means he's dead. Real right. <laughs> I don't buy it, Joe. No, I think Regulus I died really very close died. before the, the Potters were killed. Yeah. I, I think, very I think the misunderstanding is that Sirius says that he doesn't think that he was important enough to get murdered by Voldemort. I think he was murdered by Voldemort. Yeah. I think Voldemort found out about the, him getting the Horcrux. Yeah, exactly. And got to him. Got him. I know. Did nobody know him? Everybody, but I think people are just really willing when you have a scapegoat, and we've seen this in our times, there are people really willing to believe it. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably looked at it. Right. Right, Lupin thought he was a secret keeper. So with all their with their evidence, it was like, well, naturally it is him because right. he was the secret keeper. No trial. He was passing information for a year. What passing information about what? What were they doing? You know, they thrice defied Voldemort. What were the other two things they did to defy Voldemort? Yeah. What did the Longbottoms do? How is she going to put this all in a book? One <laughs> book. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. The ki- did you say the, the kiss? The kiss. Oh yeah, no, they gotta get it on. But seriously, sure. uh, <laughs> clearly gonna happen. Only a kiss, nothing. Back to regular spot. Oh, if he killed him, he would have made another one. I just don't think that he knew, because then why, why leave the dummy thing set up yeah. in that cave? Maybe Voldemort didn't care. He didn't, it's unlikely Rogulus would have told he him. He didn't care if he went through all that. Yeah. I mean, if he takes it out and, and he kills him, it's, I think that's it. I think it is. Yeah. If they can't open it. And then we see Mundungus and Aerofort. You think it's in his creature? Or you think Mundungus stole it from the house? Nest? In his little, yeah. little gross little nest thing. Here's a theory about creature. Ooh. Do you think that he has been actually Bellatrix's this whole time, but it's under orders from her not to give that information up? Well, Sirius died. If he went, I know they had that test, but what if that whole fight the creature was having with himself was about his orders from Bellatrix, not to uh, reveal that he would secret that he really did belong to Bellatrix? Not too complicated. Not for Joe. Not with Joe. Because Bellatrix says you you make him believe that you are his, and so he hates that he has to do it, but he does it. Not a very good test. If yeah. Bellatrix is Bellatrix would be evilly smart enough to say, No, you you are a spy now, you know. You you bring back information, do whatever you have to do. Oh, Winky. Aww. We love Winky. Poor Winky will enter Butterbeer Anonymous and yeah. you know. Yeah. She's gonna lead a happy celebration when she recovers and onwards. The celebration, who's gonna go to Winky's celebration? Sue will. Oh. Yay, Winky. <laughs> Dobby is free. Dobby, wouldn't they be? Wouldn't they be a cute couple? <laughs> you know they are. Little it's the secret elf ship. They'd be so sweet. They could have. They could be like a, at the double, end. a double wedding or something. Yeah. With who else? With like Ron and Hermione. And Harry and Ginny. Ron and Hermione, Harry and Ginny, and creature. I mean Dobby and Winky. Uh. <laughs> okay. Be cute. You know. I think I don't think Winky's gonna get over her thing anytime soon. I think if that happens, it's gonna be in like Hogwarts the sequel. You know, I actually thought though that that might be one of the tragic deaths coming is that 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 Dobby might die. I don't, I don't know about that at all. He would. He would. I don't know that I'd be too broken up. 
No, but that, but, but, no, I love Dobby and everything, but if well, somebody's got to go, fine. Let it be the house elf. Like, you know? Let me think. House elf or Neville? Let me think. I know. Yeah. I know. Hermione hates me. It's not. It's You know, it's in terms of who I care about most. I, you know, well, yeah, because all the creatures are going to be. I got to be so broken. Not just, you know, the centaurs, the giants. You're with me on Hagrid. I can see that. I can see I Dobby being out there with him. Hagrid, I was Hagrid? just thinking that. I thought Hagrid he'd be dead by the, by book five when they said that somebody was going to die in five. I thought yeah. it was going to be Hagrid. How do you even? The colors, the white, because the, the alchemy, the stone alchemy. goes from, what is it, like white, black to red, or black, white, red, and it's yeah. serious black, Albus Dumbledore for white, and Rubius is ruby uh, for Hagrid. He could die. I, w- I mean, again, as long as that trio is okay, I'm, I'll deal with it. <laughs> you know? I know it's terrible, but I'll deal with it. Yeah. Yes. The only thing I think people ju- people come up with is that he doesn't have a scar at the end. But I think that scar is too much a part of him, um, and it yeah. needs to remain. I also think she's probably changed it. I just, you know, it's the last chapter of a seven-book epic. I know nothing. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I wish. Um, it's just, you know... Yeah. Because if she hasn't rewritten that whole thing, that thing by now, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Me too. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So bad. We want it real bad. I'm Could sure you imagine? We'll that. Three more years of reporting. Yeah, yeah. we'll take it. But uh, seriously, I want a book on Dumbledore. <laughs> Hogwarts of history. She should write it for she could sure. Do that whole like ten volume set. Bring it on. Well, yeah, Ten volumes. Hogwarts Britannica. Make small books for each letter. Make Put out you know, A through D one year and yeah. A through G. A revised edition by Hermione. Oh, that'd be awesome. A That's biased a and highly selective view. What, is, what does she call it? A biased and highly selective history or something like that? Or Christmas view? Oh, she could, like, go, oh, that, she could have her own little publishing house. That'd be rocking. <clears throat> that'd be really cool. <laughs> and then she writes that. That would be a great thing that Joe would do. You know how she did her other charity books? Yes. That would be so cool. Edited by Hermione Granger. I love it. Hermione yeah. Weasley. I love it. Oh. Oh. Like H.G. Wells, but Hermione, Hermione G. Weasley. I think her publishing name would remain Granger. I think she's that kind of girl. (laughs) She'd be like, no, honey, no. Ron can change it. He can become Ron Granger. Terrible. Well, I think it's it's after eight o'clock. Oh, we want to talk. Well, this has been awesome. It's so you different than our usual podcast. We could just sit and have a discussion group. Anything totally pressing you guys want to get to before we... Yeah. Will Hogwarts ever have a class in basic Latin? Will Hogwarts ever have a class in basic Latin? I don't know, but I think maybe to read the books you need a class in basic Latin. You know? Yeah, seriously. Sectum Sempra. You know, so that when you see... Right, you know, spells are not to be just tried. Yeah. Look it up, Ron. Look it up, Harry. Look it up. Sectum Sempra. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Percy. He can die. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's such a cry for it for him to be redeemed, you know, but I. He'll redeem himself. Yeah. Just for Molly's sake, I hope that. Yeah. At least, like, I think he'll die. I think he was a reprieve. You think he got the reprieve? Yeah. I think Draco got the reprieve. Uh, yeah. Draco. John thinks Draco's dead by chapter two. Yeah. No, I'm, giving him, I'm giving him three more chapters. I'd oh, now five. he's on chapter five. Yeah. Two would be too important. Draco's not that important. Okay. Well, um, before we before we go, we neglected to say this, but while we're on tour, um, we have some items over there. These shirts. We have leaky shirts. We have, if you want to display your... Snape, good and evil preference. We have yes. buttons for you. And we also have a very special button set, which is for... Uh, how many of you guys here know Harry and the Potters? Wizard Rock Band? Um, 
They we were we were on tour with them for a few weeks, and we put together a button set that's two Harry and the Potter's pins, two Pottercast pins, and a joint one. And all the proceeds go to Reach Out and Read, which is a national literacy organization. So when you buy that, you're what what did, what did, what did Paul say? You're looking good and buying books or something like that. Like that. And we also have some door hangers that are like the ones on Joe's site. You know, the yeah. Do Not Disturb store, so that yeah. you can, everybody does that. Oh, I get it now. Uh, so that you can like ward people off while you're while you're reading, and so we appreciate exactly. all the support. Um, Thank you. But to the board. guys, this is so much fun. I really thought there was gonna be like two people here. We're gonna be like, yeah, don't you know? But this has been awesome. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Borders, for having us Yay, here. Borders. We found you. Yay, <laughs> Eureka! Do you get that a lot? You guys hear that all your life? People come and they go, Eureka! We're here. Oh, we're sorry. We hate that. We're sorry. Couldn't resist. <laughs> we resisted on our website. Yeah. We totally resisted. It was like, yeah, no, I can't do it. No. <laughs> no? We heard. If you go, my editor has almost almost tried to call the San Francisco show that's going up soon San Fran, and I was like, no, stop. We'll be killed. But you know. It should go up as the city. The city. City of snakes. Anyway. <laughs> Eddie Izzard fans. Eddie Izzard fans. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. And we hope to see you again. Thanks. We've missed it. Dobby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 